The queens return to the workroom and Bimini rubs JB out of existence. Bye Joe, you really did look like the inside of Brighton Palace. This week's action kicks off right where last week's left off. Sitting down on the couch Astina is honored and emotional but not surprised to have one, of course. Sister isn't happy at coming so close to lip-syncing. Ahura is raging that she, the almighty Ahura, was beaten by a mere Asus jacket. Ginny jokes about Lawrence using her material, while Lawrence tells the confessional camera that, let's face it they both use the same six jokes and they got them from penguin wrappers. Ginny is looking a bit Timmy Mallet. Ahura, who is the kind of shaping up to be the Salieri slash Fi Fi Ohara to Astina's Mozart slash Sharon Needles. She's good, but there's always someone doing what she does but slightly better, snatching that repeater badge. Cherry references untucked and I feel attacked. She mentions that Tia was told by the group that her outfits would almost certainly land her in the bottom at some point. Well, I've gotten my worst three looks out of the way, she says, relieved. A magnanimous Ahura tells Tia that the Code Da Vinci thing, I like that. That was a shade on Dan Brown and Alan Turing there. Tia tells the confessional cam that she can't trust Ahur because she doesn't know what she's thinking. Rue comes on the screen and drops some cryptic innuendo-laden mystery, which is resolved five seconds late when Suits Rue comes out with the Brit crew and tells them it's polling time. I hope you like puns about polls, big polls, rising polls, exit polls and stuffing ballot boxes etc. because there are loads. Rue shows up and tells them they have to vote for the shadiest, tradiest, cockiest, the cockiest. Tace and Ahura? Trade minister? Tace, that's why I already had him, cocky eyebrow raise. Very saucy. Sister, sister has a Ringo-ish, bit too chilled, forgettable vibe going on. Drinking game. Every time Ginny Lemon pulls a comedy face from the Ricky Gervais school of gurning facial expressions take a drink. Side by side with Doc Brown from Who Killed Roger Rabbit. After lots of puns and side-eyeing of their fellow competitors, the honors list is announced. Secretary of Shade equals Ahura. Tradiest equals Tace. Lording it over equals Lawn. Baroness Basic equals Tia. Twist alert. Rue tells the gang that since they awarded Tia the Baronet of Basicdom, she's gonna be the one awarding the roles for rats for Russell. Ha ha. Side note, Bimini's looking very 90s. Like an early Spice Girl who was rejected for being too edgy. Stabby Spice? Pirate Spice? First things first, who can sing? Asks Tia. Up shoots Fairy Green, Sister, Ginny, Ellie's hands. VG doesn't just sing, she sings. Give us a blast now says Ellie. VG does a not very impressive vocal swoop coupled with a Pavarotti arm raise. Ellie's face summarizes the group's response. Astina volunteers for the first character, Jane, since she can dance, act and carry a tune she should be fine, right? Group do a little round of applause. Veronica and Cherry are gunning for the same part. I've seen Cherry perform and it's a gag, says Ahura. Well have you seen my show? Says VG and Ahor visibly chokes back nobody fucking has, before demurring. Veronica goes full on Davinia from season 1 and lists her CV for the gang. I have 15 years experience in musical theater, I sing I dance, I have Duke of Edinburgh award and I'm a really good kisser. That means nothing, says Cherry, who is too classy to reel off her own CV and so, loses the part to Veronica. Elsewhere, Lawrence is scared as he can't sing or dance. He's visibly drained of all color, even his hair looks lighter.
The role of Dame Judy Stench is awarded to Ginny whose face is a constantly shifting landscape of current expressions. Depravity and dysentery are Bimini and Ahara. The so laid back she's barely registering even with elf ears and a zebra print undershirt on Miss Sister Sister's Rat Pack 1. Cherry Valentine, or Cherry Angry at this point are Rat Pack 1 and 2. Ouch. That's pretty much like second murder victim from the left on the bill. You can't get lower billing? Side note, this bullshit of snapping instead of clapping or whatever is very irritating. You're sitting in a studio in an industrial estate somewhere in Essex not a fucking Allen Ginsberg novel. Have a word with yourselves. Case has awarded the role of scat rat. I can dance, I can dip, I can day it all says Ellie I want that scabby role. You desperate, says Ahora. Ellie is asked to prove her dipping skills. She does so by, in Tasa's words dropping like a bag of spuds nearly plummeting through the floor into the car park below with the fierceness of her drop. Lawrence is rat pack three and for Cherry this is like a big handful of glitter in the wound. Best case scenario Lon does great and steals focus, worst case she corpses and messes up Cherry's performance too. Tia takes the final role, specimen one. One of the hardest roles with the least stage time. Oh Tia. Next on to the practice with Michelle and the vocal coach. And Law is extra crapping himself. Lawrence's face is so pale he looks like he just escaped from Boy George's cellar. I hope Sister and Cherry have quick reflexes because she looks like she's about to go. Bimini straight up channels Keith Flint and becomes rave right on the stage. She can't contain it even when it's not her part. She literally can't stop Raven. Ahura is refusing to go full dysentery until the lights are on. Michelle dismisses the queen so they can crack on with the next monstrously difficult part, the choreography. Out come the choreographers. And although I feel like I'm cheating on Todrick Hall by liking another choreographer, these dudes are fine. Ahura is having trouble channeling her punk side, which she seems to attribute to not being masked which isn't a very punk mindset at all. Bimini meanwhile is so method at this point that she's an imitation ostrich feather away from smashing up the set and weeing on a picture of the rue. Ahura ends up sticking her tongue out. If that was all it took to be punk then Ginny is the punker than punkest punk who ever punked. Sis struggles with the lyrics, but she and Ellie nail the choreo. Next as Tina and Veronica Green, who are fine. Cherry and Sister Sleepster are losing patience with low-confidence Lawrence. Lawrence loses it when the nice man looks into his eyes and asks gently if he's okay. He cries about being out of his comfort zone and after a wee bit of grudging reassurance from the other queens he pulls it together enough to make a joke and move on. Lawrence has total gotten psyched out. Bless her. It's only week two, says Tay somewhat sympathetically. The queens are dismissed by the not Todrick and told they've got work to do. Back in the workroom it's elimination day, so everyone can get painting themselves as rats. Ginny Lemon's patter is straight from Benny Dorm. The show not the place. But also probably the place. It's lazy end of the pier, ancient jokes and funny faces comedy. Canned laughter comedy, if you will. Cherry and sister bond. Cherry tells sister she's a traveler, which I believe makes her the first traveler contestant, so yay for that. They discuss the prevalence of toxic masculinity in the traveling community community. Cherry says she's proud of her heritage but won't be held back by it. I'm not crying, you're crying. Sister is a good person to spill to because she's so quiet and sedate she's not likely to pull focus. She just sits there and ringos her way through this conversation like she does all the others. 
Onto the stage for Rats the Rusical. Rue is wearing a dress that looks like a chewed piece of gum. She introduces the judges, Michelle, Alan Carr, and Sheridan Smith. I'm convinced there's a canister of nitrous leaking into the air vents because those laughs are not proportionate. My God, is this what Katz was like? It really is an abomination that I wish I could scrub from my mind. Most of the queens do fine including Lon Chaney who has a comfort prop to grind on during the performance. Bimini turns the intensity up to 11 and channels Keith Flynn circa fire starter. Ahura actual keeps up, and does a sort of femme then butch Tom Hardy type of vocal. Very Green turns out to be very seasoned in fact and inhabits the role of sexy stripper rap. Jessica rap bit. The judges really enough this rat strip tease, especially Sheridan Smith who is giving off very strong drunk woman at Mamma Mia vibe, grooving along to all the songs, just a rat's hair away from storming the stage in time to sing the high harmony to Mouse Marie's or whatever the last song is going to be. Also, Dame Judy Stench? Who the fuck is in charge of naming the characters and why or do they all sound like second-strong WWE wrestlers? Tia and Ginny do the final number and that's the end of the show. Somebody call Charlie Kelly and get these rats out of here. Ultimately it's hard to tell whether the judges really liked it because that they laugh so hard at everything. Especially Rue. Again the building should be checked for a gas leak. Next it's the runway looks and the theme is surprise. First out is Ahura as a Blinken who strips off to reveal a wedding dress. Next out is Lawrence in a 70s Salter number which he peels off to reveal a tartan dress. It's good. Though Sheridan is acting like a rowdy hen at a drag show. You can't be heckling the queens, sure, theater legend or no. Graham Norton's ex-Tina Burner, who's on the current season of Drag Race US, did a similar thing and dressed as the Tin Man because everyone knows it's Rue's favorite movie. Tia seems to be rolling right into the basic title, and rolling back on her claims of the start of the episode that she she'd already displayed her worst outfit already. Her leather daddy outfit is too looks like she bought in Smides and her sexy surprise outfit also looks like it was purchased in Smides. It's shapeless. There's no silhouette. Some of these queens can magger together an entire outfit with some packing tape and a hot glue gun. Tia's not really in the same league, sartorially speaking. It's clear Ellie has done her homework has modeled her surprised on Rue's favorite movie, The Wizard of Oz. She does a triple surprise reveal of the Tin Man, followed by the Scarecrow, then the Cowardly Lion. Now, this is the equivalent of picking Judge Judy on Snatch Game. You're picking the judge's favorite thing so you'd better not fuck it up. Luckily for her they love it. If she picks Judge Judy for Snatch Game, I'll die. Astina does a Sub-Zero scary type reveal. She's so clever, she's showing diversity without being told to by the judges, and mixing it up with a cosplay buzz. However the scary face thing has been done before. Still though, it was good. The standard is so high for this season. It's hard to imagine a some Ting Wong or a Vinegar Strokes lasting 5 seconds this year. Next out comes Veronica Green in a Stepford Wives Cosy that turns into a she 3P0 number. It's very good. The judges like it. Next comes Taesu Yes, is giving you lovely face, as per, but is also giving monochrome, and that is a no-no. Where's the surprise in dressing like Carrie after the pig's blood? We need the narrative journey. Finally it's Bimini with a canvas corset bedecked with paint-filled balloons. She jabs them with a pin and they leak pitifully instead of spraying the corset with fabulous rainbow. Womp womp, BBB is going for high fashion which is great, but really drag race is more McDonald's than McQueen 
so she might want to start hoping on the mainline stat. And that's it. The queens are called back to the stage for the critiques. The judges laugh so much at everything that's it's genuinely hard to know who the tops and bottoms are, they're all bottoms. Ahura, Ginny, Astina, Sister and Bimini are safe. Get your vanilla asses out of here bitches and don't let me catch you beijing up my stage again. Design note, do top slash bottoms like award nominees. Veronica, Lawrence, Cherry, Ellie, Tia and Tace are told that they represent the tops and bottoms of the week, they're all. Lawrence they loved as per. Cherry was criticized for being scared on stage and having an easy-to-guess reveal. Alan is a bit mean here, I feel, it's Drag Race, not an Agatha Christie novel. Sheridan on the other hand loved it. She's hoping for a little drag baby. Which is, M, okay. It's definitely a bit hen at Sunday bingo in a drag bar. And that's just, annoying. Rain it in love. Next they praised Tia's leather daddy look, which hello, was basic as fuck but dumped on her very very basic red dress which is so shapeless it reminds me of a toilet roll. They similarly loved Veronica. Tace is under fire from everyone. For her lazy reveal to her visible black corset to her and Summer's catsuit. Work harder says basically everyone except for Sheridan who says she is obsessed. Queens, find you an audience who looks at you like Sheridan looks at these contestants. Back in the safe space, the middle queens chat. Ginny admits drag race is a lot harder than she thought it would be. I'm not sure why, it's the same every year, like choreo and singing, snatch game, runway looks. Did she think she'd just have to rock up, pull a few faces and lip sync to If You Think I'm Sexy by Rod Stewart and be awarded winner of drag race? I don't think so. Sister basically tells Lawrence that she was big Scottish albatross around her neck during the performance. Well now seriously, let's hold up for a second. I think SS is trying to suggest that if Lawrence was less nervous, she, sister, might have fairer better. Sorry, but that's hogwash. She's annoyed because the judges loved Lawrence, and even when she doesn't do well they still love her. And for the record, her basic ass, tattoo bodysuit available on Wish was not winning you're the top of the week girl. All I'm hearing is your opinion, Lawrence tells the confession cam. And your opinion just sounds like you're an asshole who doesn't like seeing me be upset. Indeed. Bimini asks how Tace is feeling. No one asks Cherry how she's feeling but she tells them anyway, she's sad. Ahura tells Veronica that she didn't really rate her until today. Veronica says people always underestimate her. Wah. The judges discuss who's going. Cherry was May, Tia was too basic, Ellie was looked great but that only gets you so far, Tace gives good face but she can't keep coasting on that is the consensus. Sexy is a crowded market, carve out a better niche. Tia is safe, and Veronica is the week's top and awarded a Rupeter badge. Ellie is safe, oh my after all that work. Lawrence is also safe. Leaving Cherry and Taste to lip sync. Taste and Cherry have to face off and it's sad because I really don't want either to go. But especially Taste's face. If we're talking about representation, a traveler queen would be a big deal. They perform memories from cats, which is further torture. It's a bit much. And let's be honest, it's a shit song to lip sync for your life too. But Taste sure knows how to use that face and this is a song that you sell with your face, because there's no place in the melody for a death drop. Cherry performs adequately but Taste's face is incredible and she wins. Sheridan Smith is crying. Taste is staying, Cherry's going. 
It's a bit sad. Usually I don't care about queens this earlier but Cherry was likable. Bye Cherry. Toto Toto the Moon. Next week on RuPaul's Parade Bunch, there are six, count them. Dash six berets on display. And next week it's a fashion challenge so watch as roughly 50% of the queens act totally shocked they have to do sewing even though it's a major component of the show and always has been. Elsewhere Lawrence mentions the sexual tense on between and Tace and Ahura and the Beret Brigade are thirsty for that tea. And let's face it, so are we. Can I get an amen? <laughs>